Welcome back to the Bay Brothers Podcast. Bay Brothers Podcast. Buckle up for an action-packed show with some of the best content in the land. With your hosts, Jack and Andrew. Hello, everybody. And today is episode 74 of the Bay Brothers Podcast. Unfortunately, with some of the social distancing going on, me and Andrew are forced to be apart uh, for some of these episodes, but nevertheless, coming to you with the content. Yes, and today I am uh, joined to you guys by the phone with the new mic setup. We're fortunate enough to be able to talk through the phone, so just in time for the coronavirus outbreak. And today we'll start you off with our final four of our favorite celebrities. So, uh, Andrew, you can get us started today. All right, for first pick in the celebrity draft, I'm going to start you off with um, one of my favorites. I'm going to go Dave Portnoy, CEO of Barstool Sports. He also does the pizza reviews. Entertaining dude, created a great company, and uh, I don't know, just um, someone who I not aspire to be, but very comical guy, and I, uh, I like who he is. Wait, so he started Barstool like in totality, like everything? Yep, he started Barstool in 2003. It started off as a newspaper. Um, you just hand it out, and then as social media rose and like podcasts became more popular, that's what became the empire of Barstool, and now it's uh, it's going to the moon. Barstool is Yeah, honestly, it's taken over. Yeah. Uh, for my uh, first pick, I'm going to go with Casey Neistat. This is not... Um, a household name. He's an American YouTuber. Um, I've really got um, inspired by him in the last like eight months or so, watching a lot of his videos. And uh, he lives in. He did live in New York City. Just moved to Los Angeles. He had a really good story. Um, dropping out of high school, and uh, you know, gives really good life advice. And his videos are always very motivational and inspiring. Um, he's ran a ton of Ironmans and marathons, so. I can relate to that then in that sense of trying to do those. How's that going, by the way? Um, you know, just running, running around like you know, like seven, eight miles every day. Um, especially in this time. I mean, this is like the first time, really had a chance to run consistently in a long right. time. Me so, too, me too. Yeah, that's got to be enjoyable. Day. I don't know. Yeah, we got to run together sometime. We should. Even though Always. you're at a much faster pace than me, we'd have to do a that's shorter right. amount of miles to keep the same pace. Right. Um. Over this quarantine break, what do you think your max mileage? What are you gonna try to get up to? Because did you see Eric Burns' daily hustle the other day? What did he run? I didn't listen to it. Well, he said he said over this quarantine break, you guys should go to a mileage that you've never gone before. So he challenged all of us. I would. So my max mileage of like the farthest I ever ran is like ten miles, um, and I know I got more in me. So I've been thinking. I have this friend who lives out in Grafton. But it's about a 14-mile run. I was like, maybe I could run to his house when like we hang out sometime. Wow. Good idea. It'd be, it'd be kind of crazy. But I mean, also, if you think about that, if you get through that 13, 14 miles, that's a half marathon. So that marathon looks more in your grasp then. Exactly. All right. For my next pick, I'm going to take uh, John Stamos. This is uh, the actor. He, I think he's most well-known for playing Uncle Jesse in Full House. Jack and I both uh, love that show, childhood favorite TV show, John Stamos. I think he's taken a couple different acting roles over the years. I know he was in uh, like a Friends episode. He was in uh, 
a Glee episode, so he's in a couple TV shows, but most well-known for Full House. Cool dude. Long live Uncle Jesse. Yes. I Like, right now, he's still, like, extremely famous in Hollywood, like, getting invited to right. all these parties. Like, everybody loves him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, for my next pick, I'm going to go with uh, singer Macklemore. Um, I love his stuff. Him and Ryan Lewis are just his songs. His albums have never disappointed for me. Um, I think whenever you have like some good background music, like a violin or something, it always hits good. Or like a trom- trombone, like a trumpet. He has very good instruments in his, in his songs. Yeah. So are him and Ryan Lewis, like salt and pepper, like they just don't go apart. They never do like a song separate from each other. I'm not really sure. I think they're really good friends and they did the, that one album, the heist or whatever, like with the cover that was like the black and gold cover. And then Macklemore yeah, like thrift shop and uh, can't hold us. I think. Yeah. So they did that one and this unruly mess I've made with like light tunnels uh, growing up. Some of those other good songs. Oh, that um, baseball song. No, that was that was in the last. That was like the with the heist one. That's what thrift shopped. Oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. But then now Macklemore recently has been more on his own. So I'm confused if they're fully separated or just like Macklemore kind of got caught on the fame and went by himself. So I don't know. Ryan Lewis has a really good voice. So I like them together more. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, for my next pick, I'm gonna go with Boston Rob. Uh, That's survivor, good. One, you know. Survivor player. Um, he's probably my personal favorite survivor player. I don't know why. Just, um, always have, uh, liked him a lot. His gameplay known as the Godfather. He's unfortunately voted out. I think he's the sixth person voted out. Not necessarily his fault. Just always the target that he had on his back. But, um, he, definitely my first I think he has a good chance to get back into the game anyway, but I haven't seen this week's episode. So, Oh, you didn't see last night. No, I didn't see last night. I got to watch oh, that. Goodness. We can yeah, talk about that. The whole That's... nation was watching, and it was... How did you not get to watch it yet? I was just... I, I'm trying to think what I was doing last night. I don't know. I just didn't watch it last night for some reason. I'll probably oh, watch it got, today or tomorrow. It. It's, it's it's a crazy episode. A lot of people were live-tweeting about it because everyone has time on their hands. Yeah, it's and it true. Was the first, it was one of the first Survivor episodes I've ever watched actually live. It was kind of thrilling, I have to say. Yeah, I've never... like. I think I've watched like only one or two live, and it's weird when there's commercials because I'm so used to fast-forwarding through it. Right, and so I was thinking, okay, so if we do get to the end, and it's like episode or the fin- the live finale, is it going to be without a crowd? Or are they going to have to delay that because of the, you know, that's oh yeah. Way, but I don't think they delay it. I think there'd just be no crowd. Probably it would just be all the survivors. Right, but if the CDC is recommending no gatherings larger than ten. Oh yeah, and plus like all the cameramen and stuff too. Anyway, right, exactly. it'll almost be fifty already, so you couldn't do that at all. Yeah. yeah, it might be. They might. Oh, what if they did? You know, in uh, what season was it with Wendell and and Dom? Season thirty-one. No, that wasn't thirty-one. That was like thirty-four. Whatever Ghost Island was. I remember they read the votes at like in Fiji, but it was a tie. Right. So they did it on purpose. But what if they do that actually for real though? So then they don't. So they have to. They avoid the live show and that just gets pushed back so people know the winner actually. But they already finished the filming. I oh yeah, they did. So then that wouldn't. Oh yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. I guess they, I guess they'd have to push it back and. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Okay. All right. All right. For my next pick, we talked about him earlier. I'm going to go with uh, Eric Burns, the Human Crash Dummy, whatever that was called, the title of his book, and yeah, life um, lessons from a human crash dummy. Yeah, that's what it was. 
so I first known him as the MLB analyst, kind of doing crazy stunts always around Studio 42. Do you uh, remember him when he was a player at all? Not at all, no. Because he, when was his last year, like 2014 maybe? I want to say like 2011. 2011, okay. Years and he was on the A's in 01. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, oh. I think I remember him, do you remember that hard game, Tops Attacks? Not. No. Oh, oh, yes I do, yes I do. Yeah, I had his card, I remember that. Okay, so, so. quick story about Eric Burns that you'll, Andrew, you read later in the book. They talked about the flip play by Jeter in 01 um, in game three of the ALCS in Oakland um, when Jason Giammi pinch – no, he he pinch hit. He got on base, and then whoever hit the ball down the right field line, Giammi was trying to score from first. And uh, I can't remember the manager of the A's at the time, but they were deciding should they have Burnsy pinch run for Giambi or keep him in the game for later innings, and they kept with Giambi who was thrown out of the plate from the Jeter flip play, but we know Eric Burns is much faster. If Burns is pinch running, the flip play never happens, which is kind of crazy because now it's talked about as one of the greatest plays in baseball history. That's a good point. Never heard of that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Do, do you think the flip play is overrated? Um, I think a lot of it is a little bit of luck. Like, But, but also at the same point, I think it's pretty remarkable that he had – I think there was the cutoff man. He missed the cutoff man. He runs across the diamond. I think it's a little bit overrated um, in terms of in terms of like the greatest play ever. But in terms of the if its significance in the game, it was pretty remarkable and it made the Yankees go into a three peat. So. Yeah, it's just a huge IQ play, I guess. I mean, like obviously there's not really talent involved, but just the fact that he recognized was the, in the throw. Right yeah, at the right time. exactly. Yeah. Um, anything else to say about Burnsy? Nah, I mean he has introduced us with the with the caca that that's changed our lives. So that's true. Um, all right, for my last pick, I'm gonna go with uh, Giannis. Um, I think this is pretty self-explanatory. Unbelievable dude. Um, works worked extremely hard to be in the position where he is today. Probably would have become, or I don't know whatever happens with the NBA season, but um, the MVP of uh, back-to-back years and just kind of of a Milwaukee icon now. And uh, I think that's about uh, all I can say about him. Yeah, crazy crazy backstory on how he got to from basically literally rags to riches in a few short years. Yep, exactly. Uh, For my uh, last pick, I'm going to go with BK Brian Kenny, another MLB analyst, Um, read his book as well, Ahead of the Curve. Um, he is one of the, I guess people call him one of the pioneers sitting behind um, Bill James and a few other uh, big statisticians in revolutionizing the game of baseball. And he is very outspoken about his opinions. He is far, far analytical, which I do like. He always likes to challenge people, and he challenged me in how I think of the game of baseball. And I think Ahead of the Curve is one of the greatest books I've read personally. This is a very unconventional list of uh, celebrities. <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a YouTuber, I have a singer, um, a baseball player, and an analyst, which is very odd. And none of them are even that huge. I guess right. maybe one is, but I got, I don't know. Portnoy is kind of a miscellaneous businessman, food reviewer, and we got actor. 
Then we got Survivor Legend. I don't even think you can classify Rob as an actor. No. And then um, you got an athlete, so good list. You got any honorable mentions that were close? Yeah, I have uh, a few I'll say. Um, I had Ronald Acuna Jr., my favorite baseball player right now. But I don't like know him per- – like I don't hear him like talk a lot, so it's kind of hard to say. You know, I just like his style of play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have David Dobrik, another YouTuber, and then Chance the Rapper, one of my other fair artists. I had uh, Big Cats on there. Um, I don't know. I don't have a necessarily a favorite artist, but I would go Luke Bryan. Um, he's probably my favorite country singer, I have to say. And then Christian Yelch was close, but didn't quite make the list. Gotcha. All right, now we're going to talk a little bit about the boredom some of us are in. Uh, right now, I have online school. Um, going on, so that's keeping me somewhat busy. But Andrew, on the other hand, does not have online school at all, so it's a different level for him. You know, I have to say though, I'm actually I've not reached any boredom yet. Um, a lot of my friends are saying that they're just like incredibly bored with their houses, but I've found a lot of ways to fill my time. I have to say. So what have you done? Like you say, you're running, obviously, but doing yeah, this. So, or... um, I mean, I've listened to a couple interviews. They say that. Going outside, going for walks, running is, as long as you're in a small crowd, is a very um, low-risk way to spread COVID-19. Um, so, obviously, that's a pretty good way to um, fill your mind. Um, all other studies show that exercise is great for um, mentally and physically, obviously, and um, gets all your energy out, which is a good way, so that um let's see have you watched Watch. any tv yeah yeah of course of course well, yeah. my dad yells at me every day for that so watched a lot of the office um i've rewatched some of the friends episodes recording a bunch of those on nickelodeon um let's see wait with the wait have you watched the office like fully through no no i've not watched it i just got to the episode where michael left so okay i haven't kind of a sad one i haven't watched it so what season are you in right now I'm on seven. Oh, so you're so you've been watching for a long time. I have been. It's kind of like a thing where, if I kind of want something funny but not too serious, um, I'll turn it on. But I do think the show's a little bit overrated. I okay, yeah, I was gonna ask you, like, because I hear a ton of mixed reviews. Like, some people say it's kind of like the like the best sitcom of like our generation, and some are just like, I just don't vibe with it, kind of. Right. There, there are dull moments and there are great moments of the show. I have to say. Okay, um, I've watched a couple Marvel movies. I'm trying to get into that. I think I talked about that on Monday's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so, trying flirting with that a little bit. Um, not fully engaged in it, but I don't think I've gotten to the best movies yet. So, I'm about halfway through the second one. I think it's called like Captain Marvel. Um, but going through that, let's see. I finished my book last night, and I read 100 pages of uh, another book I started today. So, reading... That's filling my mind, making you think. As Jimmy V said, you got to think every day. Yep. And uh, doing some cooking. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so for me with online school, it's probably going to be like two to three, two and a half to three hours school days for me, which is pretty easy. But I spend like a lot of the time in the beginning before I even start my work, just like organizing everything. Because I have to look at all the emails that I've received um, in the last couple of hours or last day or so. And 
it's such a mosh posh like thing of like okay submit this to email submit this to like what we call what's Moodle which is like a Google Classroom thing so it's really confusing honestly and I think for maybe a public school might have been easier just because like they might have stuff like this already but for us at a private school I don't know it just seems kind of out of sorts right now and everybody hates it um but I mean like for me like you can always complain but like it's also just like a new new lifestyle like getting to run every day doing different stuff like you just gotta embrace it you know yeah you do have to embrace this opportunity and look to like improve your life somehow I think yeah I think they like you just cannot spend like all your days like sitting on the couch and watching uh tv or whatever Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not a fan of the online school though. I mean like, okay. I've always like fan, you always fantasize of like, you know, getting to like, at least for me, like I fantasize going to the workforce and doing my daily routine and getting the things that I always wanted to do. Um, so like it's, I don't want to say like, I kind of deserve this because like, I've always been thinking about it, but yet again, it also just kind of sucks not seeing your friends every day. So every day. So if I had to choose one, I'd go with normal school because you get to see people every day. It's more of like normal human interaction, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the boredom has not hit you at all yet. No, not yet. I don't think it really will because I keep doing that same amount of school and I keep going on for like a run or something. I don't know. I just feel like me and you just like don't get bored really. We can always think of new ways to do things and more things to do. Like, I don't know, like when the last time I've actually been bored, you know? Exactly. I, I'm I'm totally with you on that. Like, I just don't understand people who are like, all right, I have nothing to do. Like, I always keep, like, a log of, like, things that I could be doing, like, once I get all these tasks done. And I never get to them, but, like, like this is the time that I have. Or, like, I don't understand the people that, like, just sit on the couch and they're just bored. I, I guess me and you, we just don't understand. It's crazy to me sometimes. Right. It's baffling. All right, so, Andrew, I got a question for you. Would you rather be the best-looking person in the room or the smartest person in the room? All right, so this is a no-doubter for me. Definitely the smartest in the room, the most intelligent. Um, and so what type of room are we talking, though? Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't know, like, a, a, I don't know, like a group of guys or something, classroom or something. I'm just saying, like, in general, like, um, like let's say, like, your high school class, like, best looking person in your high school class or best or like the smartest person you know uh, 4.0 gpa be the smartest first off i think it serves you better in the long run to be smarter than good looking because um just like career choices and serving you well with like financially and um job wise but um secondly i think you can like assert your dominance more by being a smarter person by like proving someone wrong, debunking their argument, and having, like, factual knowledge and providing a sound, logical argument. I think that's a very um, underrated skill in today's age is just the ability to argue effectively. Okay, so I'm going to disagree with this. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Even though I've gone back and forth a lot with this, I am going to say the best-looking person in the room for – okay, and and then I got a question – off this uh, topic or whatever, but um, I go with the best looking person in the room because everything's easier for you, one, and you can still be extremely smart, but not be 
not be like work like a hard worker or you could i mean i didn't specify I but like but I, I, I did spe- i didn't specify if it was like street smarts or book smarts so i mean i'm gonna say both kind of um because yeah, i didn't specify I thought about it because i was mainly thinking about it in like my terms were like if i had this incredible intelligence or i was always the smartest person in the room i think that would serve me well but there are certainly people that have like um that are just incredibly smart but have trouble like displaying their ideas or you know speaking them out loud yeah i agree with that and i think if i was a female i would for sure say smartest because i feel like a lot of good looking girls or women whatever they have to like prove themselves a lot more you know what i'm saying Sure, sure. Like, because people just don't think... Continue with your argument. Okay, so, basically, I'm just saying, I think you get things easier, so you can kind of... It's a good, like, push-off point for you. And then if I just have a good work ethic... I don't understand why do you get things easier. Like, school's not going to come easier just because you're better looking. No, but, like, everything's just easier for better-looking people. It's just, like, a fact. Like, it's easier to get friends. It's easier to, like... I don't know. You don't, but like, you can't yeah, tell me that. From there. But you don't. Do you understand how I'm saying that? Like, better looking people like just get things easier. Mm-hmm. That, that's true. Okay, so my second point off this, you know, like the posters in school where it says like, it won't matter in 30 years from now what you're wearing or like who are you talking to, or whatever. Um, we don't have them in our school, but okay. I'm, I'm sure I can imagine. Okay, yeah. you know what I'm saying, but I feel like it always says like. It's talking about how like the the kids where it's like going you know hard to the grind to the work and not really talking a lot. They're just like getting good grades, and I feel like it's the other people who are like more successful, like the kids who are like more social, more outgoing, and like doing more things because they ca- will have more like networking and better yeah. connections later in life. I feel like, I feel like those are the more successful people than the ones who are just like the quiet kids who get good, good grades. Right. That, I, that... Was just, I was reading a book about this um, just this morning, and it said there's only a certain point where your intelligence can serve you really well in the world. Like the people with an IQ above um, like 130 or let's say a person has an IQ of like 130, a person with an IQ of 195 studies have shown do not do um any better than the people with uh, IQs of 130. At that point, all it comes down to is people skills and how you can communicate your ideas. And because the people skills are, I would say, over 50% of how successful you are at your job. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I agree. I think there's like a defined line where it just cuts off and it really is just like something, something different. It's like what you said, like knowing people and just like who can really work harder. Because like, it, like it, I don't know how those people are going to serve in the world if they're not even like communicating with people and just like being book smart. It doesn't make sense. Right. And I think a lot of it is, uh, I think you said this earlier, but the network that you develop and the relationships you build that can help you further in your life. And um, I think that's kind of a lost art of like the millennial and our generation, especially. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, when like older people say like, oh like you're always like texting people on your phones, but like that's what like they would be doing now anyway. That's what like bothers me with that comment. Like, if you would have this at your fingertips, you would be doing the same. But I still think that our generation overuses our phones, especially 
when we're with other people. Okay, so like I have kind of opinion on this. So like when people are at a, like a dinner table or like hanging out with your friends, do you find it like somewhat disrespectful that like you're on your phone at the dinner table or is it just like the world we live in now? Because I think it's just like the world we live in now and so that's what we need to like adapt a, to. Is it a formal dinner like you're out at a restaurant? Yeah, like at a restaurant with your family and like some families will say like no phones at the table. Some I say no. I say no phones like when you're eating or when you're talking with each other. Okay, so like Unless you're like looking something <sighs> up or something. Yeah, I know. I don't think I I I just think that when you're in a conversation it's like just polite to, you know. Well, when you're in a conversation, yes, but I think honestly, I think it's the world we live in now that you know, nobody's talking. I'm just going to take on my phone and answer those texts or scroll through social media. I think that's just kind of the world we live in and we need to adapt to it. I, 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 I love human interaction and things like that, but I hate to say it, but this is the, that's where we're trending. Like, I think I'm just going to have to respectfully disagree on this one. Okay. That, I mean, that makes sense, but okay, whatever. <laughs> now just a quick little story for you here today. Um, to close out the podcast. So yesterday I was uh, playing catch with my dad at Cahill, the baseball field right across my across the street from me, the Wife's Bay baseball field, whatever. And so last August, I think it was, I talked about um, how a dog was running around and uh, he like the dog grabbed my glove, was like ripping around with it. And just like the owner could not get control. It was like running around and like the owner was like getting dropped and could not get this dog under control. So I'm, so I'm sitting out there and I'm like stretching before my dad comes and whatever. And I, I see a couple dogs come on the field with like their owner. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, you know, we'll be, we'll be on this side of the field just playing catch or whatever. And then I'm like, is that the same dog? I was like, are you kidding me? It looked exactly alike. And I'm like, no way. It's the same dog. And and so then one of the owners, not the guy from last year, said like, oh, can you close that gate? You know, I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. I was like, can you just stay on that side of the field? I got a guy coming. You know, I'm going to play catch, throw a long toss a little bit. And he was like, yeah, for sure, whatever. So a few minutes go by. Um, my dad comes and Then the guy with like two of the dogs leaves. And the guy with the dog that I recognize stay. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, the dog is right around. And obviously I've talked about, it. I hate dogs. Like just them running around just like freaks me out. Like I can't focus and the dog just keeps coming slowly closer. And then again, it starts happening. The dog is just like circling around and going after all our stuff almost. And the guy's like, Oh, just like pull your stuff away. Any balls or gloves? Like he's going to grab that. And I was like, if my dad wasn't there, I'd probably like start yelling at the guy. But I was like, kind of hinted. I was like, dude, like, Put, put a leash on this dog. Like, get out of here. We're, we're trying to play baseball here. It was just extremely annoying. But it was also kind of funny because this guy cannot get control of his dog. And he was like, oh, he's nice. I'm like, I don't care if he's nice. Like, <laughs> get him out of here. And wait, what do you, you have two dogs, right? I do have two dogs, yeah. But uh, they're, they can be relatively under control, though. See, like, I don't understand that. I feel like any dog can just, like, at some point just go wild and not know what you're doing. <laughs> but like, do you, like when, when you play, do you play fetch with a dog or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So like, can you like control them? I don't know. Like, do they listen to like your whistle? You train them. It's called training. So are your dogs, like, are your dogs trained? Uh, somewhat. 
they're still youngsters, but they're most dogs out there are pretty well trained. I would, I say. Hmm. But so I think you just met a bad one. Yeah, that's bad. Like that dog, I want that. Like if any dog, I could kill that dog's out. Wow, wow, that's strong. <laughs> I gotta turn you on to dogs. I don't know, man. It's just like, it's like a fear. It's just like a. I, I, is, that like I, you're not, is that one of your number one fears in life? I think it's my number one fear. And, like, it's not, like, a fear of, like, spiders where, like, if it gets close to me, I'm going to freak out. Like, that's what I used to be. But now it's just, like, they make me uncomfortable. Like, just be, like, when there's a when I'm at a person's house or something and a dog's, like, running around upstairs, I have, like, a little inkling, a little bit of fear. Like, the dog's just going to come down. It's just going like, to bother me. Like, it's going to jump on me or something. Like, I hate when dogs jump on me or, like, Lick me, aka kiss, which I don't understand either. But <laughs> all right, well, did the dog do it, or did the dog get your glove this time? Or no, because I I had that thing right next to my arm. That thing was not getting close to my glove. That's an A two thousands baby. That's that's worth a lot of money. Yeah. All right, way to go. Good pod. Yes, and that'll be it today for episode seventy four of the Bay Brothers podcast. Once again, follow us on Twitter at Bay Brothers One. Follow our own Twitters at uh, at DC and Jack and at Andrew Hall underscore two. Um, they'll all be linked in the description with our Snapchats and other stuff like that. Always support the podcast. Um, leave a comment. Uh, leave a like. Subscribe for us. And you know maybe we'll try to get an email list going for other announcements. So in the comments, maybe drop your email or DM us. DM us one of us your email just to get a little more um, intimate fan base going there. But anyway, that's it for us today. Um, We're going to close you with whiskey glasses. Please enjoy this song, and we'll see you Sunday. And if I'm ever going to move on, I'm going to need some whiskey glasses, because I don't want to see the truth. She's probably making out on the couch right now with someone new. Yeah, I'm going to need some Whiskey glass.